were here last week? How many were here last week? Right? Uh, how many were watching online last week? You were, you were watching online last week. There we go. All right, I see you. Uh, and so make sure you jump into last week's message. It was entitled Roller Coasters and Ripples. A lot of times our life is like this. Life feels insane and crazy, roller coasters. But I really believe our spiritual walk should be ripples. It should be ripples. And so life is a roller coaster, but our spiritual walk shouldn't be. Our spiritual walk shouldn't be up and down, the highs and the lows. Our spiritual walk really should be a ripple. It should be con constant, consistent. It should be uh, because our Savior is constant and consistent. And our prayer is that our ripples become uh, waves, becomes momentum, becomes uh, revival in our hearts. And Ephesians uh, chapter, let me take a little peek here. It's Ephesians, see, I'm touching stuff back here. Ephesians uh, chapter 4 says, so that we, no, we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves. Carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather speaking the truth and love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is head into Christ. And then we also visited Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. We've been doing this the entire Jesus first collection of talks. This is the Passion Translation. It says, above all, constantly. Everyone say Constantly. Constantly seek God's kingdom. Not just on Sundays, not just when things are bad, but constantly seek God's kingdom and his righteousness that all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Abundantly. Friends, when we are consistent, we are consistent because Jesus is our constant. We are consistent because Jesus is our constant. And so the title of my message today, part two of Roller Coasters and Ripples, the title of my message today is I'm Not Consistent. I'm not consistent. I think I kind of feel like that was the tension of even last week. We're like, roller coasters and ripples. And maybe even the tension of, Pastor, I don't know how to get off the, the, the ride. I, I don't know how to just be so consistent in my faith. Sometimes I hear like, like my family's just inconsistent. Like, like they are inconsistent chaos, and that is just how my life is, Pastor. You know, our, our, we're just, we're just you know, not consistent with our Bible reading or prayer. We're, we're not consistent in our life. But I really want to challenge you today. I love this, but I want to challenge you today. We are consistently inconsistent. So give it up, everybody. Right? We did it. We are, we are consistently inconsistent. How many know what I'm talking about? Like, have you ever consistently reached for your phone at inconsistent times? Like we just, we just grab our phone, right? Even right now, I'm praying. You know, if you're on Facebook, just stay in the what are you thinking and just put sermon notes in there, all right? I, if you're on Instagram, please tag me at Jeremy Bosma because I, I put my worth in all the tags that I get every Sunday. I'm joking. Just kidding. But we are, we are consistently inconsistent. Have you ever known someone who is, uh, and don't elbow your neighbor, all right? Have you known someone who is, who is consistently uh, inconsistent with their arrival time? How many are you talking about? But I know there are people in my life that will lie to their family members about the time the party starts. If it starts at 7, we tell the one particular group it's at 7, all right. But we tell the other group it's at 4.30. Because I know you're just walking in whenever you feel like it. Because you are consistently not, you are consistently inconsistent. And we've seen it time and time again. We are consistently 
inconsistent. This sound system sometimes can be consistently inconsistent. And so we're, we're working on that. But here's the challenge, that anything that is inconsistent will become consistent. Should we share, should we consistently inconsistent? Anything that is inconsistent will become consistent. There's a great quote, our habits will make us or break us. We become what we repeatedly do. So we have to get off the roller coaster. For some, it's almost a ripple of, of you're going to consistently do what you've been in inconsistently doing in your life. And so I want to talk about this tension today. How do I become consistent? How do I become that ripple that you want me to be? How do I become consistent because my Savior is constant? He is our cornerstone. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. He's always next to us. He's always there. His word changes not. He is, he is consistent. But there are some consistency killers in our life. And so I'm going to do this. This is the new clicker. All right, everybody? Here's the new clicker. Consistency killers. Because we are consistent in this house. But there are some consistency killers. I believe when we walk out of here, last Sunday, I said the statement, when you walk out of there, the roller coaster is waiting for you. And the more, and I, and, and I, I don't want to over-spiritualize this as a pastor, but sometimes I believe the more we lean into God, the greater the roller coaster becomes. Because I believe that the enemy, he can, if he can distract you, he doesn't need to destroy you, you're going to self-implode. We're going to get so overwhelmed and, and then we just try to prioritize and we just say, I just can't be consistent. So here's some consistency killers. I believe choices kill consistency. I believe in this day and age we have way too many choices. We have too many options. Have you ever gone to Cheesecake Factory? Uh, someone gave us a gift card for speaking at a, at, a, at a marriage conference. We went to Cheesecake Factory. I was like, dear God, what is this? I mean, I could get every, I mean, I could get Thai and I can get sushi and I can get, I mean, I was like, I, just, I, I didn't know what to do because there's too many options. I, how many remember, all, uh, uh, Cheesecake Factory does not have a secret menu. It is all in the menu. They ain't like in and out, right? One, two, or three. And some of us, we struggle with just three options, right? Ah! But we're so full of choices. The problem is when we make one choice and then we say, I'm going to stick to that choice. Well, when a better choice comes along, are we choosing to be consistent or inconsistent? We, choices kill inconsistency. Rick Warren, life, uh, purpose-driven life guy, he said this, many of our troubles occur because we base our choices on unreliable authorities. This is so good right here. I'm teaching today, all right. Culture, that's why I got teaching shoes on, all right. Not the, not the tennies, you know. Unreliable authorities. Culture, everyone's doing it. Therefore, I'm going to do it. Uh, I love this. Uh, uh, um, tradition, we've always done it this way. Uh, we, man, we are trying to figure out, we honor traditions, but we've got to break some traditions. We've got to figure out a way to break the mold. Uh, reason, it seems logical. This is the most logical decision to make. Can I just tell you how frustrating the Holy Spirit is? He makes us do illogical things that do not make sense because he's greater than us. Illogical things. Or motion, it just felt right. You know, like, I just wanted to do this. I'm not taking anybody out, all right? Like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to profile. But guys do it too. I just don't want to do it. What else do you want me to do, yeah? <laughs> I'll, I'll stop. 
Pastor Lizzie said no. The highest character choices, I want you to catch this, the highest character choices are based on truth and faithfulness to your commitments. So I believe too many choices can kill our consistency. But also feelings can kill consistency. Now hear me out. Hear me out. I want you to write this down if this is like feeling, feelings are indicators. They're not dictators. Feelings are not indicators. Feelings tell us things. Feelings tell us things. They're indicators. They're indicators of something good, something bad, something going on in my life. Feelings are indicators, but they should never be dictators. My feelings do not dictate the choices that I make. Ooh, I got to say that louder for the online audience, right? Like feelings do not dictate our choices. They're indicators, but they're not dictators. But the problem is it happens every single time I want to go to the gym. I say, I'm going to work out. I want to look like Jeff Hall. He's one of the five and fives. I want to look like him. I want to look like The Rock, you know. I'm going to do this. But then when the morning comes, it's 5 a.m., my alarm goes off. I don't feel like it. Because <laughs> here's the problem, friends. Do not make permanent decisions based on temporary emotions. Sometimes, I'll hear you out, sometimes, it used to frustrate me with my, with my last boss, my last pastor, but I, now I see so much wisdom in what he did because sometimes you cannot make uh, decisions or choices based on your feelings, and so you need to let the feelings pass in order to make a Holy Spirit supernatural decision. Now hear me, uh, uh, no decision is worse than, than the wrong decision in my opinion. But man, sometimes we just, we make permanent decisions based on temporary emotions. Somebody says something you don't like, I'm out of here. Why, why can you leave? Because you have other options and you have other choices. Uh, another one is busyness kills consistency. Busyness. And there's so much more I can keep going through, but busyness can kill our consistency. Pastor, I am so busy. Do you understand how valued I am at work? Yes, I do, until they lay you off after 25 years. And I could say that as a pastor because there's men in this church, there's, fem- there's women at this church. You have worked faithfully at those casinos and those, uh, you know, whatever it is. And for 25 years, they just say, you got two weeks. Good to see you later. We love you. But, man, busyness can kill consistency. Busyness. I hear it all the time. I don't have time. No, it's what we prioritize. How many see Marvel? How many enjoy Marvel, right? Marvel, Marvel movies. Uh, man, there's a lot of Marvel movies, right? And uh, uh, there's some, I, I, I haven't seen the new Ant-Man one yet. And I heard it was, eh, you know, and, you know, all those different things. But how many, how many seen Chosen? Way better than Marvel, right? Chosen, yeah. I got to throw that out there, you know. Uh, I, but a lot of times we say, I don't have, I don't have time. Uh, I just don't have time. How many seen all the Marvel movies? Seen, seen all the Marvel movies. How many seen DC movies? DC movies? Okay, we have, we have prayer for you after the service. That's a hot mess right there, guys. But have you seen every single Marvel movie? There's like, what, 47 uh, Marvel movies? Have you seen every single one of them? You've just watched 6,472 minutes of movies, which is 108 hours. And if you watch them back, if you watch them back to back without taking a break, it's going to take you four and a half days. Now, I wanted to go further with this. I wanted to put up your favorite Netflix show. And go, how many hours is in this Netflix show? Or Last of Us. Oh, come on, somebody. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know. But whatever it is going on is exciting. We say, man, I am so busy. But can I take a step further? How do we 
If busyness kills consistency, then, then what's the answer to that? And the answer is we choose ahead of time to be consistent. We choose ahead of time. If I want to work out and go to the gym the night before, I got to lay out my clothes. I got to lay out what I'm wearing. I got to take like all thinking out of it, right? I got to lay out my clothes. I got my hat. I got socks. I put my wallet there. I put my water there. I, do, I put my keys there. I do whatever I can to eliminate all this. Yeah, I put about 75,000 uh, alarms on my watch. I sleep with my watch. Pastor Lindsay hates it, but I'm deaf. I don't know what else to do. And, and so I try to wake up. Normally it buzzes and she hits me and I get up. You know, like that's how it works. We got a good partnership. Uh, and so therefore, I, you know, now I go to the gym. Now, because I go to the gym every single morning, it's part of my consistent schedule. That's all I do. Right? Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. But you know what I also do? I make sure my coffee's ready. Make sure my Bible's ready. Make sure my emotionally healthy journal's ready. I make sure that's sitting by. So before I go to the gym, I sit down in the presence of God. Make sure I make time. If I oversleep, I don't go to the gym. I read God's word. But we plan ahead of time. Man, you want to go to church on Sunday morning? I want to, I want to create a new habit going to church every single Sunday. I want to have this consistent. That means Saturday you have to get to bed. We have to say no to some things. We have to say I'm ready to get into God's house. But here's the problem. We do all these things that can help you out with all these little, uh, you know, strategies and things like that. But here's the last thing I really believe is lack of results kill consistency. Because you can read and pray, pray for a couple weeks. You can get involved in a small group. You can go to the gym and lift heavy weights and, and have no idea what you're doing. And, and you, you know, we, can, we can continue things, eating healthy or whatever it is or, or try to do my best at work and try to get that promotion. But when we don't see results, we stop doing what's consistent. Galatians chapter uh, 6 verse 9, let us not grow weary in doing good for in due season we will reap if we don't give up. So we can't give up. I believe the reason why we're inconsistent is because we give up too quickly. And hear me, giving up is not after a week. Giving up is not after a month. Giving up is after years. I believe consistency happens time and time again. Since we don't see results in our good decisions, we conclude that small bad decisions don't matter either. Did you see this? So a lot of times we say, well, if I'm doing good things and I don't see results of the good things, well, then the bad decisions really don't matter. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's not going to hurt anybody. It's just little. But how many know consistent little things can build up to be harmful big things? And so the question I believe, really believe today is why should I work on being consistent? Why should I be consistent? I'm going to give you three quick things today. Number one. Consistency places faith over feelings. Now remember, feelings, it's indicator, but it's not a dictator. But feelings places faith, uh, consistency places faith over feelings. I love Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11 1 says, uh, faith is the substance of things. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The conviction of things not See, so what possesses, I'm going to take this at a different angle. What possesses somebody to get up every single day 
and to do the same thing every single day. What possesses a bodybuilder to wake up, to go to the gym, to lift everything, to eat right? What possesses somebody to do that? What possesses somebody to have a good diet day in and day out? How many know those crazy people, right? They're like constantly eating healthy and constantly working and all these things. Like how do they consistently do it? You know why they do it? Because their faith. Because here's the problem is we repeat what we believe. So I believe if I work out, eventually I'll get swole. I'll get ripped. I'll get buff. I'll get stronger. If I eat healthy, uh, eventually I'll be healthy because you are what you eat. And so we repeat what we believe. We repeat what we believe. There's a reason why I get up every single day and pray. Open my Bible and pray. Do I do it because I'm a pastor? No. Do I do it because I'm a Christ follower? Of course. Man, I am still, <laughs> you know, I heard the other day, Joseph was thrown into the pit. You know what pit stands for? Pastor in training. We're just preachers in training, y'all. Five and five, get ready. But man, can I tell you, the reason why Pastor Lindsay and I, the reason why we pray, the reason why we get on our knees and say, Lord, bring revival to our city. Reason why we pray for Antonio, reason why we pray for our friends in Washington, reason why we, we ask God for things, because we, we believe that God's going to heal. We believe God's going to move. We believe that God's going to speak. And so I repeat what I believe. I repeat what I believe. Now, I've repeated doubt before, and that is no fun. And that keeps me on the roller coaster of going, maybe it'll happen, maybe not. Maybe it'll happen. I'm just choosing to be consistent in my belief. Second Chronicles 7, uh, 7, 14, if my people, if they pray, if they humble themselves, if they seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and then they will forget my sin, and he will heal my land. This is what I believe. Well, this is Old Testament. Let's go New Testament. Here's New Testament. James, I love James. New Testament, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. So I believe if I repeatedly get before the throne room of God and say, God, I'm drawing near to you. I don't feel worthy. I don't feel like I deserve it. But your word says if I draw near to you, you're going to draw near to me. So it doesn't matter. If you're miles away, I'm going to keep drawing near to you. Eventually, we're going to catch up. Eventually, we're going to be like people in the hallway where you're like, oh, gosh. <laughs> Eventually, we'll cross paths because I will repeat what I believe. This culture, no wonder, if we don't have belief in anything, what are they repeating? That's good right there. Number two, consistency causes our roots to grow deep. You know, Lindsay and I, got a pretty good marriage. Doing okay. 16 years this year. And, uh, yeah. We don't believe in divorce, but death, we believe in death. So call somebody if I don't show up next Sunday. How do you die in his sleep with multiple stab wounds, you know? Now, consistency causes roots to grow deep. Consistency leads to intimacy. So I am not just intimate with my wife, okay? Not yet, not yet. That's next. That's in a few weeks. But we are emotionally intimate. We spend time together. We know one another. We've been through each other in the roller coasters. We've been in the ups. We've been in the downs. 
When a storm comes our way, we don't go, well, our marriage fall apart. We, we link arms and we say, our Lord is our cornerstone. We are together in this. We're going to grow stronger in this. Might be kicking and screaming, but we're going to grow stronger in this. We always, we always have a rule of, like, only one of us could have a bad day, you know, like, my turn, you know. That's the same thing with our walk with Jesus Christ. That my, consist, my consistency leads to greater intimacy. And when a storm comes my way, I'm going to be like the man who built his house on the rock. Not like the man who built his house on the sand. That when the waves came and the storm came, it blew over. But here's the problem. We have roller coaster faith. And when we have roller coaster faith instead of ripple faith, what happens is we only love God on the mountaintop. But then we all hate God in the valley. We'll say, God, you are so good. My God is good all the time, all the time God is good. But when he takes us down into the valley, because in the valley, that's where character building takes place. That is where the development of our faith takes place. That is where perseverance happens in our life. And we say, God, you're so good. But the moment God goes bad, we say, God, we had a deal. I will consistently serve you if you're consistently good to me. But I think our reward has to be a little different. Because I believe consistency helps us to grow deep roots. And when the low valleys come, we say, ye, I walk through the valley. I'll fear no evil because you are good and you are my savior. And I've been through this before. And just, I love that song, the same God. You did it, you did it before, you're going to do it again. You did it before, you're going to do it again. Friends, I don't care what culture looks like. I don't care what it looks like out there. We're going to love our city and, and all those things. But man, my God is constant, therefore we are consistent. And when we are consistent, there is a ripple effect that takes place. There's a ripple effect that takes place. I love that Avenue Church, we will, uh, we will ridiculously love people to hold this purpose. We believe there is, there is, there's mind, there's body, and there's spirit. Every single Sunday, we focus on spirit, right? Spirit of God, our spiritual walk with Jesus Christ. But, man, we got to focus on our physical as well. Man, we got to focus on our mental health as well we got to be able to, to, to talk about that, have conversations with that. If you're brand new to this church and even watching online, continue to just go on a ride with us because we are able to successfully do all three the best we can to our capabilities. But God created all three. But when you say, I'm going to get spiritually uh, healthy, you begin to take place, a ripple effect. You say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read my word. You know, I'm doing pretty good at this consistent thing. Maybe I'll go for a walk. Maybe I'll do something physical or for even for you. I challenge you. If spiritual is hard for you, do something physical first. Go for a walk and then go and pray. Maybe that will be a trigger for you. When I walk, I pray. I pray while I walk. Oh, my gosh. Maybe it's even for you the uh, uh, your eating, what you put in your body. Maybe even some uh, mental health, going to counseling consistently every single week, every other week, whatever it is. But I want to encourage you what is priority in one area becomes a priority in another area. What's a priority in one area often becomes a priority in another area. If you say, my new priority is I'm going to come, uh, you know, I'm going to be on time for work. How about that? We'll, we'll move away from church attendance, okay? Uh, I'm going to be on time for work. I'm going to be early for work and get everything ready for work. And I, I, you know, I'm going to wake up early on Monday morning. I'm going to pray, read my word. I'm putting on the armor of God because it's my, where I work at is scary. You know, I'm going to pray, read my word. I'm going to do all this. I'm going to make my lunch, pack a lunch so I don't have to worry about all that. And, and then I'm going I'm to get to work early and I'll get my stuff ready. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be focused. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to stay off social media all morning so that I am focused and I am ready. I got somebody there, huh? I'm focused and I'm ready. I'm ready. For, but, 
Well, if that's a priority in your area, then guess what? Then work becomes another priority, but then the night before it becomes another priority. If you got to get up early and do all those different things, that means you have to go to bed early. And so what becomes a priority in one area becomes a priority in another area. So I gave you a little uh, help here. If blank is a priority, then blank must also be a priority. If blank is a priority, then, then blank must also be a priority. And I want you to fill this in for yourself today. You can take a picture of the TV, all that. But I love that consistency. I believe that we can be consistent because our God is constant. There's a man in the Bible. How many know Daniel and the lion's den? Where they threw Daniel into the pit of lions, spent all night with the lions. In the morning they, they yelled like, are you still there? Like there's no way you're there. We threw you in the den of hungry lions. And of course Daniel says, I'm still here. And he survived the night with lions. Well, I want you to read of Daniel chapter 6. It says, Daniel became distinguished above all the high officials and satraps. This was, he, was, he was a government official because of an excellent spirit was in him. A consistent spirit was in him. Daniel was someone, if you asked him to go one mile, I'm a consistent Christian, I'm going to go two miles. I'm going I'm to do what it takes. And the king planned to send him over the whole kingdom. But you know what happens sometimes when we have our consistency, there can be jealousy. And so here in verse 6, or chapter 6, Daniel knew that the document had been signed. Now his peers got jealous of Daniel, and they said, let's sign a document. We know that Daniel consistently prays. We know that Daniel consistently goes to the house of the Lord. We know that every single day he opens up his windows and he prays to, 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 to God. And so they, 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 they got the king to create a document. The document is if anyone's praying, we'll throw them in the lion's den. And so I love this because Daniel heard about it. He had knew it had been signed. So what did he do? Did he run away? Did he take off? Did he become inconsistent? Did he change his habits? Did he change his, uh, his belief? Because we, we repeat what we believe. And so he, he went to his house. He had windows in his upper chamber. He opened them suckers up, right? <laughs> he got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. You know what this tells me? This tells me a few things. This tells me that this is something that Daniel believed. Daniel believed his God was greater than the lions. Daniel believed his God was greater than the government. Also, Daniel didn't have time. He was a government official. He probably had less time than you do today. And he still went home three times a day and he prayed. But he consistently had a habit that took place in his life. So when the lows came of being thrown into a lion's den, when the lows came of saying, I'm going to be dead today, I'm gone, I'm out of here, he had consistent relationship and consistent intimacy with his father. Now I'm going to get kind of smart here. A habit loop is a way of describing several related elements. Now I could go like three hours on this, but I won't. It produces habit. So how do I produce a habit? There's a habit loop. These elements have been called the cue. Something cues us. Then a behavior and then the reward. There's a cue. There's a behavior. There's a reward. I'm going to break it down because this is what I do. I'm not that smart. The cue is hunger. I'm hungry. Pray for the 11 a.m. service, all right? They're hungry. I'm hungry. That's my cue. Hunger pains, or for some of us, time. I've seen, I've, I've been a youth pastor for over 10 years. I've been in the church van driving kids to camp, and the moment it hits noon, they go, I'm hungry, and I'm like, calm down. Maybe it's time or hunger. So what happens? Behavior is eating. I'm going to eat something. And then the reward is, I'm satisfied. That was so good. And sometimes the reward is greater. 
Like this morning, uh, Joe brought donuts for the setup and teardown team from Dunkin' Donuts. It was so good. Dunkin' Donuts, right? Because calories don't matter in church. Amen. But this week, Pastor Lindsay and I, we had a cue for some sugar. And, and so we, our, our, our behavior was, let's go eat a donut. And not just any donut, all right? We went to St. Oh, man, I can't even say the word now. St. Oh, whatever this word is. Honore. Honore. We went to St. Honore. She's, oh, she's over here. She's a local business. Delicious donuts. These are really good donuts. And so there was a cue. So our behavior brought us a reward. Guess what? We're going to go back. And we're going to have another donut. Today, maybe, if I'm good. For so many of us, we have a cue. What's your cue? I want you to figure out what your cue is. Because you have a cue associated to a particular behavior. We discovered this when we were praying and fasting, didn't we? For 21 days, we fasted our cues. Because we couldn't take place of the behavior. Here's a great scripture. I'm going to bring it to Bible now. James chapter 4. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. This is God's promise. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Roller coaster. Double-minded. You're, going, you're, you're being tossed to and fro. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. What's the cue? Cue is that dirty devil, right? That's the cue. Cue is the devil, but I'll take it a step further. I mean, this is temptation. This is sin. Now remember, temptation is not sin, but always leads to sin. The devil. You, we, we know our cues. But when that devil takes place, what's the, what's the new behavior that I need to replace it with? Because I'm now a consistent Christian. Behavior is to resist and to draw near to God. Because my Bible says, no temptation has seized us. God is faithful. There's always a way out. There is always a way out. But then what's the reward? The reward is he'll exalt you. And exalt you doesn't mean just mean like I'm famous, you know, or exalt you. This doesn't mean that you're going to be the most popular person or blessings are going to come into your life. Exalt, when God exalts you, it means he's near you. He's with you. That he elevates you. Because Hebrews eleven six 6 said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever draws near to God must believe that he exists and he rewards. Cue, behavior, and he rewards those who seek him. Amen. That was good right there, huh? That was good. But church, I'm slowly beginning to realize what's my real reward. Because if lack of results kills consistency, we really need to identify what reward we're looking for. Am I looking for a big house? Am I looking for a promotion? Am I looking for a husband, a wife? Am I looking for a relationship? Am I looking for the perfect church? What, what, what are you looking Are you looking for, uh, I have more days off so I can go do all the, different, all the things I want to do? I promise you, you, you'll probably attain those things. We can get those things. But we're going to find out that reward doesn't fulfill our hearts. We get to slowly realize, doesn't matter what God does with this church, doesn't matter what he does with my family, doesn't matter what he does with my life, my reward is God's presence. His presence is the only thing that can fulfill me, the only thing that can restore me. But in Romans chapter 7, I don't really understand myself. For I want to do what's right, but I don't do it. 
I love God's word, man. I, I want to do what's right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. Verse 24, what a miserable person I am. I'm not consistent. That's what Paul's saying. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Oh, thank God. The answer is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. We are consistent because Jesus is our reward. I'm consistent because Jesus is my reward. So do me a favor. Take your phones out, everybody. Everyone got a phone? All right. Even flip phones. Got a little camera on there. Get your phones out for me real quick. And I want to give you a consistency challenge today. And I want you every single day, I want you to do something spiritual. Read your word. Read it. Five minutes. A chapter. Just read your word. Just read it every single day. Read your Bible. Pray. Journal. Get into a small group. Do something consistent spiritually every day. But do something physical. All right, let's get physical. Go for a walk, push-ups, that demonic CrossFit. I don't know what else there is. Anything. But get physical. Get physical. Get your body moving. Science has been proven that the more we move, the more happier we are. Get physical, but also do something thoughtful every single day. Not for you. <laughs> Donut, you know, like. But do something, something thoughtful for somebody else. Do something spiritual. Just, just try. Because if, 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 here's the thing. If, if a series of small bad decisions lead to bigger things, what about a series of small good decisions will begin to lead to not just habits but lifestyles? Will you stand with me, please? I want to pray over you for just a moment. But in just a moment, I want you to grab your communion emblems. Can I have my communion emblems real quick? Toss it up here. Ready? I'm ready. Oh, oh. Jesus, thank you. And I want us to end on this today before we close. Jesus walked this earth. If we know the story of Christ, he died on the cross. And three days later, he rose again. Well, while he was on this earth, he was consistently a child of God, consistently the Son of God, consistently healing the sick. He his disciples, and now he shows us how to walk. It's not roller coasters. It's not, I'm going to overthrow the government. It was, I'm consistently loving God, loving people. But the night he was betrayed, he has his disciples around a table. In Luke chapter 22, and the night he was betrayed, he took bread, and he, he, he gave thanks, and he broke it. And that bread is at the very top of this thing right here. So if you peel this off, there is a type of bread that is Christ. And this represents his body. And the reason why he broke it is because it was broken on the cross for us. That by his stripes, we are healed today. By his stripes. I want to encourage you, if you don't have one, just raise your hand. You don't have to be a member uh, to partake communion. You can take communion even if this is your first time with us today. I'm going to help you with this in just a moment. Raise your hand if you don't, if you don't have one, please. But then he said, this is my body, which was given to you. Later on, he says, this is my blood. And he had some wine back then. He said, this is my blood. It represents the blood that he shed on the cross for us. But then he says this. He says this word. Do this in remembrance of me. So that's why in 2023, we still take communion. Because we remember what Christ has done on that cross. He did it for you. And he did it for me. He did it for the you in 2023. And he did it for me. But he said, do this in remembrance of me. It's just so significant to the Jewish men at that time because to 
remembrance meant this. Remembrance means to participate in actively. It means as if one was constantly present at the event being remembered. So Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Don't live that roller coaster Christianity. But I want you to, and this is what he's really saying. He's really saying, please. He's really saying, participate actively as if God was with you. I'm going to be consistently consistent because my God is constant. But he is with me for every single error, every single time I screw up, every single time I mess up, every single time I go, ah, I didn't do it, because there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. But Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Act like I am with you through every ups and downs, through every ripple, through every situation. I, I, I want you to act like I am with you because he is with us. He is with us. With every head but of eye closed, we're about to take communion. But the Bible does say don't take communion in an unholy manner. So if you're here today with every head bowed and eye closed, and you're saying, Pastor, today's the day I'm going to give my life to Jesus. Today's the day I'm deciding. I think it's going to be tough. It's going to be difficult. But today's the day that I'm going to become consistent. I'm going to consistently follow Jesus. My feelings aren't indicators. My feelings aren't indicators. They're not dictators. I want to have a greater intimacy with Jesus. But I've got to be consistent. Consistently repenting. Consistently going through the throne before the throne room of God. So Jesus, come live in my heart. I want to say every single person in this house today, just say to yourself, say, Jesus, I repent of my sins. I want you to be the Lord of my life. Thank you for breaking your body. And thank you for shedding your blood for me today. I'm now consistent because my God is constant. My God is with me. The best way I know how, I'm going to live for you because I now know who I am. Saved, I'm redeemed, I'm a child of God.